with a sweep of the Minnesota Gophers. In the rearview mirror, the Wisconsin Badgers welcome maybe the best team in college hockey over each of the past three seasons to Madison this weekend. But I, I didn't think, I didn't think when looking at this game, I didn't think I was going to believe the Badgers could do it. I'm starting to believe. I, I am starting to believe that Wisconsin can knock off the Ohio State Buckeyes in a rematch of last year's national championship game. The two most recent national champions coming head to head in a number one versus number two matchup to close the regular season. We talked about it all on the Scotty Six Pack podcast today. Good morning, and thank you for enjoying it with a six pack. The Scotty Six Pack, the only podcast talking all things Wisconsin sports with you six days a week. I'm your host, Kedrick Stumbris. You can find me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbris, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. We are going to get into this conversation how Wisconsin can beat the Ohio State Buckeyes, a team that has looked like a juggernaut over the last three years. But Wisconsin has some tricks in its bag, some things that, although they got swept in Columbus earlier this year, that Wisconsin didn't have at the time that are going to come in key. And we're going to break it down with our interview with Noah Clark of, of 1070 The Game, radio voice of the Wisconsin Badgers, coming up next. And we welcome back very good friend of the show, Noah Clark of 1070 The Game, of Snap the Pigskin fame, <laughs> of dropping this microphone. Almost uh, dropped my mic. <laughs> one of WSUM's finest. Uh, welcome back once again, Noah. Yes, great to be back. Uh, I'm ready to talk uh, Badger Women's Hockey because it was an exciting weekend. Very exciting weekend. I, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, I I'm thoroughly enjoying what we got on tap today. This is going to be fun. It'd be super it was, fun. It was a great weekend. Uh, I think you and I were, were having a great time vicariously living through one another on Saturday as you were at Lebon covering the the second game of the series. You texting me updates, me paying close attention to the basketball game, letting you know about <laughs> stupid crap in Iowa City. Um, but Wisconsin gets the sweep over Minnesota and I mean, just uh, as always, awesome to sweep Minnesota. Always great. Uh, you take three of four from them on the season, which is excellent. And really, Wisconsin was in control for basically all of the second game, which was great. The first game, a little bit of a back and forth affair, one that went to overtime that probably didn't need to go to overtime. But any lingering thoughts about the, the Minnesota series before we get into, you know, what went right, what went wrong? Well, I think the big thing that was huge was we talked about it last week was special teams. I mean, special teams were so key in this game for Wisconsin, especially in game two on Saturday. They kind of they really owned yeah. the Gophers in terms of the power play. And Abby Murphy just had quite a meltdown on Saturday. Uh, so that was really that was really big on Saturday. Um, Friday's matchup, though, we were treated really to, you know, Wisconsin at their best, you know, when they needed, you know, when you expect them to get it done. And they played, you know, really well on all three ends on defense, on goaltending and on offense. And Jane Gervais and Skylar Vetter both treated us to an incredible performance. I mean, I know the score 
Yeah. I know the score says differently, but those two had quite an incredible night and it ended up being a Layla Edwards goal. And, and so it was really exciting. Uh, both games. I just think, I think Wisconsin, but I even said to Kedrick before I said, I think if Wisconsin sweeps here, like I feel pretty confident about this team and which they did. Yeah. And getting, getting a sweep makes me feel better because although Minnesota is a good team this year, I don't think they're a national title contender. Um, I think that's some combination of Wisconsin, Ohio state Clarkson Colgate this season. Um, and, and so for Wisconsin to get a win, despite I think some mistakes on Friday, and then get a second comfortable win on Saturday, it says a lot for me. And what I think went really right for Wisconsin was one goaltending on on Friday, especially both Jane Gervais and Skyler Vetter for Minnesota stood on their head at times, and and sometimes they gave up some some rough rebounds but Wisconsin was doing a lot to set up the offense um which which was excellent and then of course you have I mean just a highlight real goal to win it on on Friday um I mean just just so much fun who who what do you think is the most important you know thing that went right for Wisconsin coming out of the weekend they really shut down Abby Murphy I mean that that was that was huge huge that was that, that was my that was my thing going into Friday I <laughs> I said Correct. just keep just keep Abby Murphy away from the puck and I will be happy yeah and they did a phenomenal job defensively of containing her uh and not really letting her get any good shots, any quality shots. She spent more time in the penalty box than she did on the ice <laughs> at some points during this series. And she only had one goal in that, in that entire series, I believe one goal, I think maybe one assist, but it was a really yeah, good she performance. Got a goal on Friday. She did. Yeah. And that was the one with, with a minute left to go. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think, you know, they really did not let her get going. They didn't really let her be a, like a huge part of this Gophers team and it really showed. I mean, like she struggled in a lot of ways. They really were not being able to generate much of a rhythm in passing for the majority of the games in both series. Yeah, that that's right to me. I, I think there's, there's some to clean up here, although the defense was able to shut down Abby Murphy. I had a little bit of an issue with some of these a couple of really just gross turnovers by the defense on Friday. Um, one of them leads to the first Minnesota goal. They got Minnesota on the board, one nothing. I mean, just an unforced error that leads to a wide open uh, look in front for for Minnesota to, to take that first lead. Uh, Peyton Hemp getting getting that goal alone on Jane Gervais just goes five hole and bury it. And there was another opportunity in uh in the first period as well or sorry in, in the second period a bad turnover leading to a two on oh chance in front of there i mean a miracle save by jane gervais which really i mean that's that's the story of this game over and over again it's just the goalies standing on their heads but that's kind of my negative takeaway is that i think there's some defensive stuff to clean up here particularly on on the breakout avoiding these bad turnovers especially against an Ohio state team. That's going to play some of these aggressive forwards and some of these scoring defensemen uh, that would, that would concern me. What are you looking at out of the Minnesota series as things to improve on for this Badgers team? You know, I, I, I think, you know, I'm going with the same way, you know, defensively, they did not 
play at some points their best. They turned it over a lot in in some in some ways. I think even too like Friday night was very weird offensively. They just they didn't seem to get in rhythm. You know, all they didn't seem like they were all together through that first through that first period and a half. Mm-hmm. And then they it, it finally kicked in towards the second and third. Uh, they need to, I, I think, you know, while defensively, you know, along with that defensively, I should add on to this. They need to have a better start in the first period. Like they they need to have a better first period start. Yeah. You know, you, you can't come into these games, especially when we get to playoff time. You can't come into the first period and expect to hold a team 0-0 and then in the second period get all of your scoring. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, let's say if, you know, down the road they play Ohio State again, like, you can't have that situation. And in both games, they were, you know, they didn't score. So I I, I think that's something that Mark Johnson needs to harp on this team a little bit more is we got to get off to a faster start here. You got to get off to a faster start, a better Mm -hmm. start, and a cleaner start. Because, you know, first periods have not been the, the, the story for them this year. They have just not been at their best in first periods. Yeah. One, one of the things I look back on in the first period of, of the game on Friday, and I keep referencing back to that one because I mean, Wisconsin really just kind of blew up, blew out Minnesota on a Saturday. Um, so, so I think the Friday night game is more interesting to talk about from a narrative perspective. Um, I think about the offense not getting going and I wonder how it would have gotten going if there was some some pushing shoving going on post whistle that sends uh Kristen Sims to the box and leads to four on four play uh at about the 14 minute mark in that one she she was retaliating uh against someone she was the second one to go which was unfortunate makes me wonder and think four on four play well I want I want Kristen Sims on the ice if nobody else right all that right. all that wide open space all that speed that she would take advantage of instead she's in the box when you could otherwise be on a power play uh, I think that probably had something to do with Wisconsin not getting its offense going quite as much obviously you know it's not just a, a two a two minute stretch that leads to Wisconsin being down one nothing after twenty minutes but that that was something that I looked back on uh, on Friday that I thought was kind kind of significant after those first twenty minutes. Yeah, and it it was really like a big – it was really what kind of set the tone for Minnesota to start that game. I mean, Wisconsin got it back, got the Mm -hmm. momentum back, but like in that moment, I I think the refs should have at least called it both ways. You know, There was a couple times where they didn't call it both ways on Friday night, and Wisconsin really, I think, got hosed and got screwed by the refs, but, you know – that that's just the way the meatball bounces. Sometimes you, you just gotta you know, live and die by that. Sometimes, yeah, very true. Uh, the, the one other thing I wanted to point out is that two two of Minnesota's goals in this one were scored like immediately off off of face off draws. I think one was weird, and it makes me wonder if Jane Gervais was a little bit like banged up, a little bit starstruck after there was a weird collision with Jane Gervais was collided into and was sent flying into her own net. The net gets knocked off and then the whistle is blown dead immediately after Minnesota scores on the ensuing offensive zone face off. The, the other one also weird circumstances where Layla Edwards goes to, goes to the penalty box with one minute, 11 to go. Minnesota is able to pull their goaltender. They have a six on four score six seconds into that a- after a goal on, um, <clears throat> 
after after a goal on, on the power play. And if you go back and watch that, Abby Murphy, who has that tying goal, right? She is left like, like Luke Musgrave wide ass open in this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, just absurd on the dot. And yeah, it's six on four. Um, but but I think some of those are concerning to me, just like you got you gotta be ready off off the rip there. Um sure. six on four is tough, but just two weird goals right off of face-offs that I, I bet Mark Johnson is taking a, a big look at this this week and, and trying to get them to go and be re- more ready in practice. And this is a team that's really good in winning face-offs too. They they know how to win like these face-offs on the dot. Like Casey O'Brien, it's like one of the top uh, face-off winners in the country this year. She's mm-hmm. she's like she's really good at winning face-offs. They they that was kind of shocking to me. And I didn't really I fully didn't see what happened because I was down rink rink level, so I didn't yeah. really see it until like I looked at the highlights the next day. I was like you got to be kidding me. Like, how do you leave a player of that caliber wide open? <laughs> like that is too yeah. much. When you got a two skater advantage, it's unfortunate. Um, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but I know there was somebody on the wing who I thought went a little bit too aggressively um, toward the defense at the point, um, given the penalty kill situation, but you take it, you leave it. Uh, you move on to number one versus number two, Ohio state, Wisconsin, kind of how Wisconsin built the momentum to win a national championship last season. Wisconsin was not the number one team in the country for most of last year. Then they got some breaks their way. They sweep Ohio state in the last weekend of the season and kind of off, off they went a little bit. Um, I think this is going to be an absolute blast. I mean, Ohio state has been basically wire to wire, the number one team in the country, each of the last three seasons now, um, Dating back to the 2021 title, Wisconsin wins the 20 or sorry, getting back to the 2022 title. Wisconsin wins the 2023 title. This is awesome. Number one, number two in the polls, the number one scoring offense in Wisconsin against the number two scoring offense in Ohio State. Let's go. Like as a hockey fan, you you got to just be off the wall excited for this one. Ecstatic. I mean, this is this is really <clears throat> this is really a preview of what we might see down the road later on in March, you know, this could be a potential frozen four preview, uh, maybe a WCHA. I mean, obviously could be potential WCHA final faceoff preview mm-hmm. between these two teams and the numbers you say, you know, the numbers you said, Kedrick are, are really impressive from both sides from Wisconsin, a little bit better and, and not just even looking at the team, Wisconsin's team, number one in total offense. What I think is, was huge too, about this Badger team. They have got, Three players right now over 50 points this season. They're going to potentially have a fourth with Lacey Eden. She's right at that mark of 48 points. Uh, Ohio State only has one uh, player in at least not even at that 50 points caliber, but close to that in Hannah Bilka. This is going to be interesting. And, And I think Wisconsin is prepared for this game against the Buckeyes. I think, you know, you look at how the road has been for them. It's it's going to be a fun matchup, and to close it out, to get ready for the postseason, this is a great test for him. great test yeah. overall. Uh, yeah, could not agree more. And, and let's talk about the the Hannah Bilka of all, as as you cited there, because Ohio State has, I mean, a a roster construction that is unlike anything we have seen so far in this sport. Qu- quite frankly, 
Um, Ohio State, and you might think this this Ohio State team that made back-to-back trips to the national title game and lose a lot of big pieces might be struggling. Oh, three of Ohio State's leading, three of the four leading scorers on the Ohio State team from last year are gone. Sophie Jacques, who led Ohio State in goals as a defender and won the Patty Kazmaier Award, she, she's gone pro. She was just part of, part of the first ever PWHL trade ever made. That's fun fact. Uh, yep. <laughs> Emma Malte is gone. Former Olympian who has gone pro. Peyton Levis, the 2022 Frozen Four MVP, has gone pro. But despite losing all of that, Ohio State goes and brings in Hannah Bilka, who was Boston College's leading scorer last year and, and leads the Buckeyes in points this year. They also brought back Ohio State's number one leading scorer from last year and Jennifer Gardner, who's their second leading scorer this season. Plus, Kiera Zanon from Penn State, former All-American, top 10 finalist for the Patty Kaz last season, their third le- leading scorer, plus a fifth-year defender from Boston College and Caleb Barnes, who is Ohio State's sixth leading scorer, plus a fifth-year defender from Clarkson and Stephanie Markowski. Oh, and we can't forget the other transfer portal edition, former Wisconsin Badger in 2021 Frozen Four MVP, McKenna Webster, in her second season with the Buckeyes. This is a this is a women's hockey transfer portal mercenary powerhouse. What a bonker sentence um, to, to say. Like <laughs> it is really Every wild. T- yeah, I mean, and I, I can't think of one. Can you think of? And obviously, the portal. You you know, I mean, hey, bring in Hannah Bilka. That that's Ohio State taking taking a, a page out of the, the Wisconsin Badger playbook of going and stealing Boston College's best player to go win you a national championship, which Wisconsin mm-hmm. was able to do with Daryl Watts. Um, but can you think of any other team that has constructed a roster this way with just such high-end transfer talent I yeah. mean, in, in the short transfer portal era? Yeah, I can think of one. It, it, they have a W, a big red W on their chest. So it's that's all you really need to know right there. But uh no, this is a very loaded Ohio State roster. You, 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 all, you said it perfectly. I mean, like, Ohio State is primed. They are one of those kind of transfer portal teams. And just a little bit of it. I, Dios mio, I knocked my mic over again for the second time today. Uh, just for the second time, just for a, <laughs> a little bit of the thought, though. Um, Mark Johnson. Not a big fan of these transfer portal teams. You you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at just like his thoughts and his you know take on you know what why you know on on Ohio State and how the way they construct their roster. He's not a big fan of that, but he's also a guy too who goes in the transfer portal and gets players of necessity. You know that of yep. players of need. You, we've seen it the last couple of years. You know they went and got Anna Wilgren this year. Yep. You know a couple of years before they got Daryl Watts. I mean. And and last year they got Jesse Comfer as well, yeah. you know, uh, sister of JT Comfer. Yeah. So they know how to they know how to go in the transfer portal. Ohio State does theirs differently. They just load up on the transfer. Yeah, portal. I think that's He's, the difference. Is Mark Johnson adds pieces. Yes, um, he adds pieces that fit in well with his system. Mm-hmm. The way Ohio State does it, they just they just go out and say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna go out." How much money does this player want? How much money does this player want? All right, you're coming in here to this roster. We're going to go win a national championship. That's Ohio State's roster, basically. Um, yeah, if people are trying to figure out why uh, there's all this attention on Chris Holtman getting fired on the men's basketball side in Columbus, people being like, since when? Like, Ohio State's not a huge 
basketball, basketball powerhouse. Like the they Venue used Final to. Four, they do stuff. Right. The Venue of Final Four, they do stuff. But like, man, any any job there is is desirable because, mm-hmm. yeah, you you got so some you got some Buckeye fans. That that is that is for sure. Uh, but these two teams have met before, and I think there's a lot and a little that you can learn from this series. These two teams have met, but they met in November. It has been forever since we've seen these two teams play. Uh, what, if anything, do you think that we can learn from Wisconsin's first series with Ohio State where Wisconsin was swept uh, in Columbus? Well, the first series, I think for both, you know, the, both in the first, in the first, uh, in those two games, the key, I, I think we could start with no Caroline Harvey. They didn't have Caroline Harvey for that mm-hmm. series, which was, that was big. They, they also, I don't believe, had a lot of their defensive players. They didn't have Ava Murphy. They didn't have Shayla Edwards in this game. I don't think they had Anna Wilgren as well. So defensively, they were just really banged up. Like, this was a team that really came in against Ohio State limping a little bit. And They were down Kristen Sims in the second game, too. Yes. She got injured in the first one. They they were only able to dress nine forwards in yeah. the second game of the series. Yeah, they were, they were really banged up against that series against Ohio State. And... Give credit, give credit, you know, like to the Badgers. They were able to put up some fight in game number two to Mm -hmm. force overtime. I mean, that was really impressive. But this is the key for this team, I think, solely. It's they are a little bit, they are a lot healthier than what they were in the first series. Caroline Harvey's back. Kirsten Sims is playing at an all-worldly level right now. I mean, she should be up for the Patty Cavs this year. If she's not up for the Patty Cavs, I, I I don't know what the heck is going on anymore <laughs> in this world. Um, this team's a lot healthier. That that's the big difference I yep. think that we we've learned from this series up till now. Because since then, yes, they still have had a player who's been out at least every single game up to this point. But they're a lot. But they, but they've got their scores. They've got Caroline Harvey back, mm-hmm. Kirsten Sims <clears throat> back. They're going to I think this is going to be a much different story than what it was in the first series. I think so, too. And I think one of the things that we can learn from that first series is that Wisconsin was able to, I mean, put put up a fight despite all, all of those pieces. Now, Wisconsin was outshot pretty badly in both games, dropped the first one three nothing. didn't really have much going for it in that one outshot pretty brutally in the second game you know, outshot again, but, and I heard you make this point on um, the student section last night, which everyone should listen to uh, on Tuesdays at, on WSUM at six, six to 7 PM central. Am I getting there? Six right? to seven. It's part there of our, go. it's part of our snake sports Tuesdays. I'm trying to go with that little title, but there, there you go. Plug, plug that stuff. We love it. Um, And, and in that game, you almost, almost got a steal from, from the freshman goaltender, Evan McNaughton, who had 32 saves in that game and was able to to force overtime against, I mean, a loaded Ohio state team with, with Wisconsin on the ropes with, with some injuries, with some losses in that one. So I, I think if anything, we learned, I think it's hard to take away a lot of schematic stuff from, from that first series because so many players are out. It was also so early in the year. And with this fairly young team, it's hard to like really take a ton away from it, but I think you can take away that, even a hobbled version of this Badgers team was able to keep up with 
a really great Ohio State team that you know probably hadn't found its groove yet early in the season either. So I think both of these teams are going to be quite different go- going into this weekend. Yeah, it's it's going to be very different. It's not at Columbus, also too. It's in Madison. You know, yeah, the better Much the better rank the better rank. <laughs> you know, not who would want to go play in Columbus, but no. Uh, the, it, it, like if they, I, I will say this: if they had stolen a game, this would have been a different story. This would have had a lot more implication spearheading to this week. Uh, yep. and, and yeah, it, it's, they were, they were that close. They were that close to winning it. And if they had won it, you know, who knows, it could have been a different story. But yeah, then you also be, have to look at the Minnesota Duluth one too, as well. So, yeah, we could be talking about this being a, a series with regular season conference title implications on, on the line. Unfortunately it is not, but still plenty to play for uh, you and I having a little bit of a healthy debate before the show, whether or not, Wisconsin can catch Ohio State for that number one overall seed. I'm not convinced that they could, but you know, talk to me after this weekend and and, and we'll see again. Uh, but Ava McNaughton almost stole that game against Ohio State in that second one. And I think the goaltenders are going to take center stage here. Wisconsin definitely with more question marks in goalie uh, compared to Ohio State, which has, I think, undoubtedly the, the best goaltender tandem in the country. They, they bring back um, Amanda Thiele, who returns again after she won the Natty with Ohio State back in 2022. She was then the starting goaltender, you know, in back-to-back national championship games. But beyond that is the ascendance of, of Reagan Kirk, who also returns to roll out, round out Ohio State's goal, goalie tandem from last season. But she has improved a ton, ha- cutting her goals against average in half this season letting the Buckeyes really employ a true one-two punch in that that I don't think anybody else in the country has. Reagan Kirk might be the better goalie of the two, even though Amanda Thiele already has a national title under her belt. Kirk has an insane 947 save percentage on the season. That's fifth in the country. How, how does Wisconsin keep up and get some pucks behind uh, these, these excellent Ohio State goaltenders and protect their own goaltenders, Jane Gervais and Ava McNaughton this weekend? Well, it's, you know, going away from that goal, you know, going away from the goaltenders a bit, it, it, how they're going to score against them. It's going to come down to special teams again, which is what we said for Minnesota. And, and this is a big difference too. When I was looking, when I was talking about this on the student section yesterday, the special teams for both of these groups are significantly different. Wisconsin has the number one offense, total offense, Ohio state's defense, number two in the country. But if you look at their special teams, Kedrick, not all worldly. Wisconsin's fourth in all of college hockey in power plays. They just know how to get power play goals. Ohio State's is 13th, but but what's even crazier is the penalty kill. Ohio State is 20th in the country in penalty kill. Wisconsin has the clear advantage over the Buckeyes, and I think this is going to be very key. If you're going to try and get a goal against Reagan Kirk or you know Amanda Teeley, You've got to go with the special teams route. You've got to be able to attack when the opportunity presents itself. And the opportunity is going to be when there's a, when they're down a skater, when they're, you know, when you have your best skaters out there, when you have Harvey, when you have Sims, O'Brien, and Curl and Edwards out there. When you have them out there, that's when I think they could take the that's when I think they could be able to get those huge goals that they could get over the Buckeyes. Yeah, this this was something that when I when I was looking through this series, I thought, you know, real sneaky. When you look at the, the units on the units, Wisconsin's power play, fourth in the country. Ohio State's penalty kill, 20th. 
Uh, that's out of 44 teams. Ohio State, real middle, middle of the road com- compared to Wisconsin, number 12 on the PK, Ohio State 13th on the power play. So if any one unit has an advantage, it's definitely that Wisconsin power play. What I dug into that I found even more interesting was if you look at the last month, and you and I in the pre-show are, were talking about Ohio State has not had a murderer's row of opponents in the last month. In the last month, Wisconsin has been holding steady with the third best power play in the country compared to number four overall in the season. Ohio State has the fourth worst power play in the country in the last month, converting just 5.88% of their power play opportunities. Not great. If you want if you want to mark for uh, how not great that is, I found out that Bemidji State on the season has a 6.94% power play. <laughs> and it made me want to vomit. Um, so in the last month, Ohio State's power play has been worse than Bemidji State's. And Bemidji State is not good. Uh, if it weren't for Ohio State's one power play goal they scored this past weekend against St. Thomas, the Buckeyes would come into this series against Wisconsin without a power play goal in over a month, despite opportunities against Bemidji State, who has the fourth worst penalty kill in the country, St. Thomas, the fifth worst penalty kill in the country, and St. Cloud, a real middle of the pack, 16th ranked penalty kill. So I think the only thing is that both of these teams stay out of the box uh, relatively. Uh, Wisconsin, one of the least penalized teams in the country. So if Ohio State gets into the box here, Wisconsin's going to have a real opportunity, and Ohio State has not shown a penchant for capitalizing on their own power play opportunities. Given the fact that Wisconsin isn't going to give them very many at all, I feel a little bit sneaky good about Wisconsin being able to maybe get a timely goal here with with special teams play that has given me maybe, maybe too much confidence coming into this weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Confidence yeah. isn't a bad thing. Having confidence isn't a bad thing. No, no. Um, but do you think there's, you know, signal to, to these numbers? If you just siphon it out to the last month, is that is that too much wish casting on this season? Uh, or do you think there's real real signal there to how these two teams are playing as of late? Oh, by far, there's there's real, you know, there's a real big difference to how both of these two teams are playing. I mean, you look at Ohio State, like the month of February is ridiculous for how Ohio State played. They played Bemidji State, Mankato, and St. Thomas to close out the year. Wisconsin had to play St. Cloud State, Minnesota Duluth, and Minnesota before leading up to this game. They've had to play three ranked teams already, and all three of them were at home, and they swept all three of them. And all three of these teams really have incredible goalies. A lot of their goalies are in the top 10, top 15 this year in the country. Ohio State has not had to play that level of competition since let me check the notes here checks notes da, 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 da. <laughs> since uh oh yeah january of uh, the jan the end of january the 27th of january was their last game that they had to play a goalie who was in the top 10 or top 5 in save percentage and since then they've kind of coasted i think wisconsin gives ohio state a little bit of a, a wake up call and I, I think they really pounce on the buckeyes here They've been in these games already through this month where they've yeah. been down and they know how to get out of it. They've been in games too where they know how to put the team away relatively quickly in, in the second period and the third period. Ohio State hasn't had that. Ohio State has not had that whatsoever. They've had to play, you know, 
freaking Bemidji State. They haven't had to play really any good competition in the last you know month. So I think Ohio State's going to get a little bit of a wake-up call when they play Wisconsin on Friday and Saturday. And it's not going to be a good one. Uh, if Bemidji State ever wins a national title, this is getting clipped into a hype video. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that they will, but um, <laughs> I'm just gonna uh, knock on wood and, and just yeah, right. Um, don't don't at me. Um, one other thing that I think is always interesting coming into these games is you know is is there a chance either team can steal a goal, like steal a goal shorthanded? Ohio State has not allowed a shorthanded goal all year. Wisconsin has allowed one shorthanded goal. Uh, do you remember that shorthanded goal? The one shorthanded goal Wisconsin has allowed all season. Mm. I I should remember this. I should remember this, but probably not. You, I, give, the, I give up. Give me, give me what it is. The overtime game winner in the second game in Columbus. Oh, that's right. I remember that too. That was off of a stupid face-off call that Casey O'Brien got called for. And it completely changed the whole game. I do now remember that. Yeah. Yeah. The one power play goal or the one shorthanded goal Wisconsin has allowed all year. That was such a stupid call. I'm sorry. That was a <laughs> terrible. That was, I mean, that was a terrible call that they had to make at that moment. There was like a minute left in that game. In the third. Yeah. In the third. And they get called for like at Casey O'Brien. I don't know what happened. She like won the face off. And the ref calls, I don't know, a holding when her stick was fully in the dot. So, uh, yeah, a little bit weird. Um, maybe, maybe that rears its, rears its head again. I, I doubt it. Just thought it, thought it was a fun, fun fact. Thought, thought I'd try to keep you on your toes. No, I'm scared. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but as, as we wrap up here, uh, want to give some final thoughts, Badgers, Buckeyes. What do you think are, you know, a, a big key or two to the series this weekend? Well, I mean, special teams, obviously. The health of this team, I think, is going to be also very key. They didn't have Katie Kotlowski. They didn't have Sophie Helgeson. That would have helped them in some ways in terms of depth against Minnesota. I mean, you saw at some points they were gassed. They were gassed against Minnesota in some instances. And then when Sarah Wozniewicz and Marion Picard both went in the locker room, too, it was like, like, here we go again. But – I'm, you're hoping that those two can be back. And Waz, I think, being able to play a series now, she, I think, ho- hopefully will get back to being fully healthy. I, I think this team is going to be, it's going to be a much different game. It's at Lebon. I think both nights it's going to be sold out crowds. And, yeah, it's going to be electric. And it's going to be a revenge game for the Badgers too. And yep. it should be exciting. Should be exciting, should be fun. Yeah, I think my biggest concern going into the weekend is... Wisconsin's defense and obviously that that's somewhat informed by me not loving some of the turnovers I saw by Wisconsin's defenders over the weekend uh, against Minnesota but also like we, we talked about the the two big fifth-year defenders that Ohio State was able to bring in to round out the roster from, from Boston College and from uh Clarkson I mean huge additions for them meanwhile Wisconsin only has one upperclassman and it's two top defensive pairs and two upperclassmen on the on the defense overall that, that these these young badgers that we've talked about at certain points during this season that might really rear its head on defense here against the only team in the country that scores at a, at a rate similar to to this Wisconsin team. So I think that'd be the only only thing I'm really concerned about going into this one. Yeah, I and I also think too 
when is Mark Johnson going to choose a goalie? Like at yeah. this at this point, like we've gone from the start of the season all the way down to the regular season, and Mark Johnson still has not found a goalie he can stick with. They're going to go through. They're going to go through next weekend in, in the best of three first round, and and then I think they'll make it. They'll make a decision if. That that is, if they win a, a final faceoff game in the semis, right? Then then right. I think we probably see the same goaltender the following day. Um, and it's tough. I mean, both these goalies have been really good, but they haven't been yeah. like all worlds. No, like nobody's been elite. Past. Yeah. So, oh well, should, should be very interesting. Uh, that is, that is Noah Clark of, of ten seventy the game, Sam of the Pigskin, WSUM's finest. Uh, thank you very much for joining, Noah. W- would you like to say anything before before we wrap? Yes. Uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter or the the the, the formerly the social formerly media. known as yeah, Twitter. Yeah, the website. Yeah. Do you want to get your handle right this time? Yes, I will get it. It is Clark Rigo <laughs> on on uh, the app formerly known as Twitter. Uh, you can also listen to the student section uh, Tuesdays six to seven on WSUM Snake Sports Tuesdays. You can also listen to me and Sam talk Snap the Pigskin. Uh, we usually release episodes every Tuesday or Wednesday. The NFL offseason is coming up, so we're going to talk, you know, offseason stuff. Sam is going to be harping a lot about the Bears coming up uh, in the next however long until the draft. but Until he dies. Yes, until he dies. <laughs> Last week he was talking about the Mark Tressman days, and I thought that was the most hilarious thing ever. So, oh, Gosh, very fun. Uh, thank you, as always, Noah, for joining the show. We'll link all of your work in the podcast description, uh, and we'll, we'll talk to you again next week after, hopefully, Wisconsin gets a sweep of the number one team of the country and makes themselves that. As always, a great conversation with Noah Clark. Very happy to have him on the show. We'll have him on the show again next week uh, to wrap up this series and preview the, the first round of the conference tournament that Wisconsin will be playing in next week in a best-of-three series to be hosted at... Laban Arena in Madison, uh, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, if necessary. Uh, so stay tuned to the feed for that. And also, this week on the show, we'll, we'll keep talking some, some Wisconsin Badgers basketball uh, as they have to head to Indiana, play in Bloomington against the Hoosiers on Tuesday. Stay tuned to the feed as always, and thank you for listening to the Scotty Six Pack Podcast. I've been your host, Kedrick Stumbers. You can follow me on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at Kedrick Stumbers, and follow the podcast at Scotty Six Pack for the latest updates in Wisconsin sports. While you are here listening on your podcast platform of choice, please leave a review. Five stars, kind comments really does help other people find the show. You can also watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash at Scotty Six Pack. While you're there, smash the subscribe button, hit that bell so you get notified as soon as we put new episodes into your feed on Wisconsin.